Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Are you surprised to hear from me so soon after Thursday? Well, the main reason for this breaking news isn't a good one. But uh, luckily, I have some happier news to counteract the not-so-good news. But before I get to that, I want to wish happy birthday to Kelly Cass, Pop singer Selena Gomez, Candy Rathsack's son Christopher, Prince George of Wales, who's 10 years old today, the late game show host Alex Rebecca, who would have been 83 years old today, John Leguizamo, composer Alan Menken, Danny Glover, who's 77, Rice Irfant, the Eagles' Don Henley, Willem Dafoe, comedy legend Albert Brooks, David Spade, Young adult author Essie Hinton and the Eagles' Don Henley, among others. 2011's Friends with Benefits and Captain America, The First Avenger, Star Trek Beyond and Ice Age Collision Course, 2005's The Island and Hustle and Flow, last year's Jordan Peele thrillers, Nope, The Daily Show TV Show, 1977's The Hills of Eyes, 1983's Jaws 3D, 1994's North, 2013's Made for TV Movie Sharknado 3, Oh Hell No, all debuted on this day. My sister Rachel Engelman's Cat Brujo claws his way to his perfect second birthday tomorrow, July 23rd. He shares his birthday with Emma Jones, Harry Potter himself, a.k.a. Danny Radcliffe, who recently brought his newborn son, I mean, his newborn baby, to a SAG after a protest picket line, to a, pro, to picket, to a SAG after a picket line protest. The late Philip Seymour Hoffman. His Hunger Games co-star Woody Harrelson and TV actress Katherine Hahn, 1993's Coneheads, 1999's Inspector Gadget, The Haunting, and Dropcat Gorgeous, and ugh, 2004's Catwoman with Halle, Halle Berry, which nobody speaks of for a good reason, all debuted on July 23rd on their respective years. Tomorrow is also the start of Shark Week 2023. Yippee! Now for the news. It is my sad regret to inform you that 96-year-old master pop vocalist and singing legend Tony Bennett lost his his long battle with Alzheimer's disease last week. The Hollywood Reporter Dot com announced July 21st, the icon whose joyful impact on the pop and jazz landscape spanned 70 years and stretched from Queens to San Francisco and all around the world, died Friday. Bennett died in his hometown of New York, his publicist Sylvia Weiner said. In February 2021, he revealed that he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease five years earlier, but he soldiered on in the recording booth and on tour, rarely performing a song the same way twice. 
He and Lady Gaga headlined two shows at New York City's Radio City Music Hall in August 2021, after which he announced he was canceling his fall tour. On his Facebook page, it was noted Friday that Bennett was still singing the other day at his piano, and his last song was Because of You. That was his first number one hit. The recipient of 20 Grammy Awards, including a Lifetime Achievement Honor presented in 2001, he earned his final trophy in April 2022 for his work with Gaga on the album Love for Sale, his second acclaimed collaboration with her, becoming the second oldest winner in history. He sold in the neighborhood of 60 million records and charted albums in every decade from the 1950s to the 2020s. Bennett's initial taste of superstardom came with the longing ballad, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, which he first recorded in early 1962 when his arranger and pianist, Ralph Sharon, brought the song to him after Tennessee Ernie Ford passed on it. Then it began targeting the younger crowd, showing up on the MTV Music Awards with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and on programs like The Simpsons and Late Night with David Letterman, while introducing them without compromise to the Great American Songbook. He scored a hit with the 1992 album Perfectly Frank, an homage to his idol Frank Sinatra, then cemented his comeback with the 1994 release of NTV Unplugged, called from a concert appearance on the Music Network, with Bennett performing such standards as They Can't Take That Away From Me, It Had To Be You, Fly Me To The Moon, and of course, I Left My Heart In San Francisco, it won the Grammy for Album of the Year. Later, Bennett perfected the art of the duet, teaming with the likes of Lady Gaga, Amy Winehouse, Katie Lang, Diana Krall, Christina Aguilera, and Nora Jones. Duet 2, released on his 85th birthday in 2011, became the first number one album of his career. In 2014's Cheek to Cheek, his first LP with Gaga made him, at 88, the oldest performer to have a number one album. He sold some 10 million records in his ninth decade alone. Bennett also had a second career as an accomplished painter. He signed his works, three of which, including Central Park, are in the Smithsonian using his birth name. ET.Canada.com started July 21st, Many stars, from Elton John to Billy Joel, shared remembrances of Bennett in statements and on social media. In post on Instagram, Elton John shared a photo of him with Bennett, writing, So sad to hear of Tony's passing. Without doubt, the classiest singer, man, and performer you'll ever see. He's irreplaceable. I loved and adored him. Condolences to Susan, Danny, and the family. Carol King shared a post on Instagram saying that Bennett's death is such a big loss. New York Mayor Eric Adams tweeted, A working-class kid from Queens, Tony Bennett, sang our song to the world. In a statement to Rolling Stone, Billy Joel called Bennett one of the greatest, the most important interpreters of the American popular song, and added, He championed songwriters who might have otherwise have remained unknown to many millions of music fans. He was a joy to work with. His energy and enthusiasm for the material 
he was performing was infectious. He was also one of the nicest human beings I've ever known. On the Today Show, Al Roker said, such a generous guy. And he was in New York, you know, adding, he was a friend of the show. He was just unbelievable. George Takai wrote on Twitter, he was the last of his kind, a master of the American songbook. He may have left his heart in San Francisco, but he won all of our hearts from Sinatra to Lady Gaga. Gene Simmons tweeted, today, we lost an icon of icons. Alas, Bennett wasn't the only star called up to that heavenly Hollywood recently. TheRop.com declared July 21st, 77-year-old Nick Bennett, the soap opera star best known for Days of Our Lives, All My Children, and The Young and the Restless, passed on his birthday July 14th, two weeks after complications uh, from an emergency spine surgery that left him paralyzed from the neck down. Friday, it was also announced that 74-year-old actress Josephine Chaplin, who is the daughter screen legend Charlie Chaplin, passed away July 13th. ExtraTV.com announced today 83-year-old Tony-winning actress and singer Carlin Glynn, actress Mary Stuart Masterson's mother, passed away July 13th. The web article said that she had dementia and lung cancer. Best known as forgetful mom Brenda Baker, that's Molly Ringold's mother in Cantor's mother in the 1984 John Hughes comedy classic 16 Candles. She was also in 1985's The Trip to Bountiful, The Escape Artist, 1980's Resurrection, and the original production of the best little whorehouse in the West on stage. Rest in peace to all. If that wasn't enough, yesterday it was reported the SAG after strike has affected even more films. Director Luke Guadagino's newest film, The Challengers, with Mike Fast, Josh O'Connor, and Zendaya, has been moved out of the September tennis court. The professor, the professional tennis set film will now open on April 26, 2024. Lionsgate Wonder spinoff, White Bird, starring Helen Mirren, has flown the coop from its August 25th release date to sometime at the end of this year. The studio's untitled sequel to the cherished 1980s romantic drama Dirty Dancing was supposed to make a new generation of viewers have the time of our life. Sorry, couldn't resist. On February 9th, 2024, the film with original star Jennifer Grey has been moved to summer 2025 release date. A24's new film, Problemisa, has been yanked from its August debut to an unclear date. And Variety.com announced Thursday, Warner Brothers is eyeballing some possible shifts for three of its big fall films. The Color Purple remake, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is going through reshoots again, and Dune Part 2. However, 
they haven't made an official announcement, so the trio are staying on their dates, at least for now. In much better news, rejoice AMC moviegoers, the HollywoodReporter.com stated Thursday, July 20th, AMC is abandoning its sightline pricing strategy, which charged different prices for seats in different locations within each theater. First announced in February, AMC's plan involved charging higher prices for the very best seats in the theater and lower prices for at the very front of the auditorium. The company said Thursday it will end the pilot program in the coming weeks and replace it with a new program that aims to upgrade the seats at the front of each auditorium, an area considered to be the worst viewing experience. Beginning in late 2023, AMC will begin testing its newest seating concept. The company said large, comfortable, lounge-style seating areas will allow guests to lay all the way back and relax. The angle of the seats will also make it more enjoyable to watch movies from these front row seats closest to the screen. ETCanada.com stated Thursday that Constance Wu has had her second child, a baby boy. She has a little girl already. Eli Ross' Borderlands movie, based on the very popular hit video game series, will finally see the light of day in theaters on August 9th, 2024. Variety.com announced Thursday, July 20th, Cowabunga, the original 1987 animated series Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is coming to Nickelodeon ahead of its theatrical release of the theatrical release of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Nickelodeon has acquired the global rights to the storied Friend Wolf series, which follows the adventures of the heroes in a half shell, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Under the deal, all 193 episodes of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which ran from 1987 to 1996, are set to debut digitally on Nickelodeon-owned and operated channels, such as YouTube, Pluto TV, and O&O Linear channels, later this month in the U.S., followed by Nickelodeon-branded channels and digital platforms internationally. The acquisition was announced Thursday at San Diego Comic-Con during Paramount Pictures Hall H presentation for Moon Mayhem. The official trailer for Netflix's anticipated eight-episode live season of their act of their live act my mistake. The official trailer for Netflix's anticipated <laughs> live action One Piece series, which features lots of character footage, dropped yesterday. And surprise Dragon Prince fans, season five is now streaming. And finally, I have some bittersweet news for Pokemon anime fans. Yesterday, Crunchyroll.com declared the Pokemon Company International took to San Diego Comic-Con for the first time ever to deliver substantial updates on the franchise outside of video games, which included long-awaited updates on its upcoming series, on its upcoming animated series, which included long-awaited updates on its animated series, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys the series and its forthcoming successor, 
Pokemon Horizons the series. For Pokemon Horizons the series, a new trailer has been released revealing the English dub. While Pokemon aimed to be a Pokemon master, got a retrospective trailer showcasing Ash and Pikachu's most pivotal moments together as trainer and Pokemon. The English dub of Pokemon to be a a Pokemon master, which is the final mini-arc of the Ultimate Journeys the series, is the very last time that we will see the long-running anime's original stars, the the eternal black-haired Pokemon trainer and his loyal, powerful Pikachu have been at the center of the anime series since it debuted way back in 1997. But now, to quote the tear-jerking season one song of the show, the time has come, Pikachu's goodbye. The time has come. It's for the best, I know it. Who could have guessed that you and I Somehow, some way, we'd have to say goodbye. Somehow today, we'd have to say goodbye. It drops on Netflix September 8th. Pokemon Horizons, the series centering on brand new protagonists like Onroy, probably won't hit our shores until the end of 2023 or even early 2024 for the English app. Remember, Netflix is releasing their own laid back stop motion Pokemon series called Pokemon Concierge this December, which focuses on life at a Pokemon resort. That's all for today's breaking news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, Stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs and get to the theaters if you can. Bye now.